Welcome to episode 10. It's been a while. It's been about a week since we last picked up. Uh, We ended with Brand's perspective, and during that chapter, we learned a lot about Brand's life and his backstory and kind of some sad things that he's gone through with his dad having an accident and with his mom being gone. Some of us can relate to that story. We also learned that um, Brand has a really special place in his heart for his teacher, Miss Bixby, and he uh, stumbles upon Topher's sketchbook, and Topher has a hidden picture of Miss Bixby, and through that, they both learn that um, they really respect and are fond of their teacher, but that situation of discovering the hidden picture leads to ripping the notebook, and this is the start of some drama between the boys. You kind of get hints of that as we've been reading, but we're going to pick up with Steve, who is watching this whole incident take place between Topher and Brand. We're going to pick up on page 125. Steve. It's a 27-minute bus ride from Woodfield Shopping Center to the corner of State Street and 3rd. 27 minutes, bearing extraneous traffic, blown tire, or hostile takeover. 27 minutes can feel like hours when you are caught in the middle of two friends. Topher is slumped in the seat next to me, his sweaty head pressed against the seat. Brand sits across the aisle, checking his elbows. They're pink, stripped of skin, and spotted with blood from where he hit the pavement can't look at them for more than a second. Blood makes me queasy. So do Brussels sprouts, millipedes, and mayonnaise, but blood especially. This bus smells like ammonia, or that stuff they use when someone vomits in the halls at school, which also makes my stomach turn. The bus driver is a man this time. His name is Bob, and he has shaggy hair and a beard that reaches to his chest. He looks like he belongs on a motorcycle, or at least in an advertisement for motorcycles. I've never actually met anyone who rides a motorcycle. My parents think they should be outlawed because they're too dangerous. Also, with cigarettes, horror movies, and any boy who might want to date my sister. The thought of my father on a motorcycle is funny to me. Topher has both halves of his sketchbook in his lap, the cover creased and torn on one corner. More of the pages are coming loose from the binding, which is also bent. I feel bad. I know how much that sketchbook means to him. The drawing of Miss Bixby is tucked away in there somewhere. I glance from Topher to Brand and back again. There's nothing worse than being stuck between two people who are mad at each other. That's not true. Dying of starvation is worse. Being stranded in the void of outer space with only 10 minutes of oxygen left is your suit. In your suit is worse. Earthquakes, Alzheimer's disease, ductal adrenal carcinoma, those are all worse. But being stuck in between is still pretty bad. When my parents argue, they will sometimes put my sister or me in the middle, use us to prove a point, 
to try to admit that one or the other of them is right. When that happens, Christina often ends up trying to negotiate peace. I usually find some reason to escape to my room or go call Topher. There's nowhere to escape when you are stuck on a bus, jerking along cracked city streets, heading towards south downtown. I'm not excited by the idea. Just yesterday, a postal delivery worker found a dead rat stuffed in a mailbox downtown. Presumably not Princess Papa. It doesn't sound like an ideal place to spend the day, but unfortunately, everything we still need is downtown, including Miss Bixby. Up near the front of a mother with two toddlers is spilling crackers all over her lap. Judging by the dark purple stain on her blouse, she isn't having a good day. The two kids complain about being thirsty and having to use the bathroom. Then they start to fight over who has more crackers. She flashes me an apologetic smile. I'd like to tell her that I understand how she feels, but I don't talk to strangers. Brandon Topher continued to pout on either side of me. I wish I knew what to do in these situations, but I don't. So instead, I take my phone back out, boot up Minecraft, and go crush some creepers, ignoring the warnings that my battery is already starting to run low. That's the nice thing about phone batteries, I think. They at least warn you when they're about to fail. They give you time to prepare. Topher and Brand, on the other hand, I didn't see that one coming. It's just a picture, hardly worth fighting for, or over. It wasn't even Topher's best work. I like his dinosaur drawings better. This bus really smells bad, and those kids are loud. Brand winces every time he pokes his sidewalk burns. I wonder if taking this second bus is going to put us far behind schedule. If we will be able to get back to school in time to get home. I don't want to have to call my sister for a ride. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have gone to the bookstore. I shouldn't have told Brand about the shark. I wish I could just get the rest of the snot off my shirt sleeve. I guess it's going to dry there and ugh, be crusty. I still think the cheesecake should be in a cooler. Things are not going according to plan, and I feel a little lightheaded because of it. I'm in the middle of making some Minecraft explosives when Topher finally stops chewing on his lip and says something. It's not what you think. I'm not sure if he's talking to Brand or to me because he's still looking straight ahead. I go with me because he's mad at Brand. I'm not sure if Brand is even listening. He's staring through the dirty glass at the blur of buildings now, his elbows cradled in his hands. Of course, if Topher is talking to me, I'm not sure what to say, but I'm not sure what he thinks I think. It's just a picture. Topher continues, 
which is one of the things I was thinking. It doesn't mean anything. It's not like I have a crush on her or anything. A crush? On Miss Bixby? That wasn't what I thought at all. Now, suddenly, it's all I can think. I pause my game. Oh, I say, right. I still stare at my phone. I'm sort of afraid to look at Topher. It's not like that at all, he continues, looking at the seat in front of him, refusing to look at me, too. I just, I don't know. I thought that if I drew a picture of her, she would, you know, always be there somehow. Uh Uh-huh, I say. Uh Uh-huh is what my parents say to each other at the dinner table when they pretend to be listening to each other, except I'm not pretending. I'm really listening. I'm just not understanding. Miss Bixby is a 35-year-old woman, and our teacher, Topher is 12, and my best friend. These two things are incongruent. I thought it would be like a way of, you know, preserving her. Topher says, he looks at me finally, waiting for my response to say something reassuring, to get it. I think I got it. Like formaldehyde, I say. My sister had to dissect a frog last year in biology. She said they kept the frogs in formaldehyde, which is this chemical that preserves living tissue so it's, it rots slower. Unfortunately, formaldehyde causes cancer. Not that the dead frogs care. Judging by the look on Topher's face, I obviously don't get it. Topher groans and slumps up against the window. And now I'm afraid he's mad at me too for thinking the wrong thing. Even though he's the one who made me think it in the first place. I get it. Bran's voice is barely more than a whisper, and I'm not entirely sure I hear him right. And then he turns and looks at us. Actually, he looks past me and directly at Topher. It makes perfect sense, he says. Topher looks over my head at Brand, and I feel like I'm suddenly in the way. It's like Shakespeare, he adds, how he wrote all those poems and thought that it would make his him immoral immortal or something. Bran's voice is barely more than a whisper. I'm not entirely sure I hear him right, but then he turns and looks at us. Actually, he looks past me and directly at Topher. It makes perfect sense, he says. Topher looks over my head at Bran, and I feel like I'm suddenly in the way. It's like Shakespeare, he adds how he wrote all those poems and thought it would make him immortal or something. Miss Bixby taught us a little about Shakespeare. We read a sonnet by him in class. It didn't work, I want to say. Shakespeare still died, but Bran keeps talking. You draw her and she's like, with you forever. I think it's cool. Really? Topher asks. He looks at me for confirmation. Hmm, I say. 
Hmm is what you say when you can't say the thing that the other person wants to hear. I learned that from my parents, too. Seriously, Bran says. I was just jealous because it takes a few seconds for him to finish the thought. Honestly, I just wish I could draw half as good as you. Half as well, I correct. Bran ignores me. I turn around to Topher. I get it, too, I say. Totally. I really don't. I still think it's a little strange to be drawing pictures of your teacher. I'm just glad that Topher doesn't have a crush on Miss Bixby. That would be worse. There is a long, quiet moment, and then Bran reaches across the aisle with his fist. I'm sorry about your sketchbook. I look at Bran's fist, hovering right in front of my face. For a moment, I think Topher is going to leave him hanging. For a moment, I hope he does. But then... Topher rolls his eyes and finishes the bump. I have to lean back to avoid getting punched. You're a total duffkiss, Topher says. Duffkiss is a brand word, like dork and doofus, and a few other things all rolled into one. It's not a good thing, but it's not near as bad as being a flipwad. And you're so buying me a new one. It was fourteen ninety-five. I say. I know because I'm the one who bought it for Topher's 10th birthday. That and a set of charcoal pencils. He told me it was the coolest present he ever got and promised his first sketch would be of me. And it wasn't. In that case, I regret to inform you, Bran says, that I just spent all my money on cheesecake. It's all right. You could just owe me, Topher says. Up ahead, the bus driver finally calls out our stop. The lady with the juice-stained shirt collects her children and ushers them out the door, trailing cracker crumbs behind them. The three of us stand, Topher tucking both halves of his sketchbook in his bag, zipping it up, me shouldering the cheesecake again, taking my place in the back of the line as I follow the path of crackers off the bus trying hard not to think about the thing Topher told me I was thinking about Miss Bixby and how he didn't feel about her, about crushes and living forever. And that's the reading for today, episode 10. Just giving you a glimpse at these boys and the conflict that they have and how kindly they resolved it. They're buds, but don't worry, the drama's not over. They're still heading toward Miss Bixby at the hospital, but their plans don't look like they're working out. So we'll see what happens in the next episode. <laughs>